you. Uh, so, I guess I should say that to everyone else as well. Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Um, today, we have a very special guest. You've heard him once before. It was one of our most listened to episodes. Connor's back to help us preview the Arsenal-Liverpool match and other matches this upcoming weekend. Let's bump up those views again. Let's do it. <laughs> we need him. We, we, we do need to drum up a little publicity. Uh-huh. I think some more consistency would help us. Uh, we'll get there. People have just been clamoring to get me back on here. <laughs> the comments They've been saying it. They've been yeah. saying it. They've been in the comments and in, on Twitter. They've, they've been doing it all. I've been like, get this kid back on. But regardless, let's jump right into it because we're not here to waste any time. Uh, we're going over all the matches from this upcoming weekend. We're going to start in the chronological order like we always do. Bournemouth versus Leicester. I mean, battle of the battle at the bottom, right? Yeah, this is a, a true relegation six pointer. Expect yeah. Brexit tackles. I don't understand. I mean, I've, I've voiced this before why Brendan Rodgers is still at the club. Um, that four 0 win against Force is gonna save him for another week at least, maybe a few more, um, which is tough because they deserve to be in a much better spot. Uh, and this is gonna be an I mean, this is this is a time where they got to start picking up points. But given how they're playing, I I see no reason why Bournemouth won't be at least competing in this match. Um, and but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna give Leicester the edge. I think they're gonna start to finally pick up some points here. Um, it's still an incredibly talented squad, and I did pick Bournemouth to go down. Um, but they have been they have been. Doing very well under under the interim manager. Uh, I'm gonna go with a two 0 Leicester, two uh, one what Leicester win. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna just kind of say, I think Bournemouth are carrying a lot of momentum off of their last few matches. Ever since offloading Scott Parker, they have yet to lose. Um. They haven't been winning a whole heck of a lot, but they have yet to lose, and I think that streak's gonna continue. It'll probably be a one one. That's fair. So I agree with you that it's amazing and it's a miracle for Brendan Rodgers to still be at Leicester. But since he is still there, I think he recognizes how big of an opportunity this is just going to Forest and beating them 4-0. And now they have an opportunity to play Bournemouth. Obviously, one of the everyone's kind of predicted them to go down this season. So I think Leicester recognizes where they are and they'll come out with another performance. So I'm going to go 3-1 Leicester. Three one Leicester. Like okay. Uh, so on to a game that should be slightly less competitive, maybe. Um, Chelsea versus Wolves. Um, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. This game smells of of like any given Saturday morning type Premier League vibes, where you just don't know what's gonna happen. Chelsea are a team that. <laughs> I'm always reluctant to pick to win because they just always seem to find a way to make me nervous if I do. Um, but I do think they'll get the job done here. Um, they're riding off of their Aubameyang new club high. Everyone knows that when he goes to a new club, he scores uh, a lot of goals for at least a couple months. So <laughs> he should do pretty well this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bet he'll score in a, a – Pretty conservative one nil victory. Okay. Um, 
I mean, Wolves, another manager who just sacked their man. Uh, sorry, another side that just sacked their manager. Um, they're not in, in a very good direction right now. But again, it's a very talented team with, um, I mean, it's basically Portugal FC. There are a ton of, a ton of young Portuguese players that are just very, very talented. Um, but it is a very incomplete squad, one that really fell off in the second half of last season. Um, and they just, yeah, they haven't really been um, that much of a threat. Again, they're defensively um, pretty stout, but um, I mean, they have three goals in eight matches, uh, and there's a reason for that. Um, my guy Pedro Neto has not been doing the job. He's now injured again, and there isn't really much going forward for them, so I'm going to go 2 nil Chelsea. Okay. I was also thinking 2 nil Chelsea. Um, I just yeah, don't see Wolves creating much um, right now. They just sacked their manager, um, like you said. And um, I think Graham Potter is a great manager and will kind of use this game to, again, kind of put his imprint on the way he wants his Chelsea team to play. So I think it's going to be a 2-0 win. All right. Well, I think we're all in accordance that Chelsea should, should be able to wrap that one up. So for this next match, um, we're not going to do the typical prediction. We're just going to do a rapid fire round. Everyone spits out two numbers. How many goals do you think City's going to win by? And how many goals do you think Holland's going to score? I'll start. I'm going to say three and two. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, 10 and 13. No. Um, I think City wins by a, a solid four, maybe a four nil. And then um, Holland has two of them. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go a 5-1 victory for City, and uh, Holland gets one. Wow, what a what a terrible, what a, what a disappointing performance from him. <laughs> yeah, Holland only scores once. Jeez. But how many does he assist? Three? Oh, he doesn't do assists. <laughs> yeah, no. He has three assists already. Yeah, but that is – come on, no. Um, yes. What do you have? Sixteen goals, fourteen goals, fourteen goals. Okay, so let, let's be realistic. What do you mean? Three assists in eight matches this is not nothing. Uh, it's not nothing. I'm just when he doesn't that... score, he he makes up for it by assisting. That is true. I feel like when he doesn't score, though, he usually doesn't get touches on the ball. So, well, yeah, no. That the the game against Bournemouth is the only match he hasn't scored yet in a city. A city kit and he assisted in in what yeah he had like nine touches on the ball and still got an assist you guys ruined my rapid fire round <laughs> um <laughs> we're never gonna get through this this is my point um <laughs> we've got one more match to go before we get to our first big talking point of, of the evening um Let's really just quickly touch on Newcastle Brentford because I don't think any of us wants to spend that much time talking about this game. It, it's going to be a, a, a classic Premier League mid table battle. Um, I have no idea. 2 2, that's all I'm going to say. I like the 2 2. I'm going to back 2 2. Uh, I don't think it's a mid table battle. I think Brentford is either mid table or. or upper tier relegation. I I doubt they go any higher than that, in my opinion. And Newcastle I think is is a top six contender, if not top four. Uh, I'm gonna go two one Newcastle. They're 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 
three places away from each other on the table right now. So I know. I'm going to call it a mid-table battle. But Liverpool's also in ninth place, and obviously we know they're relegation candidates. So, I mean, come on. Mm. Liverpool definitely in, in some significant trouble. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, before Connor blows the fuse, uh, let's move on. Brighton versus Tottenham. This game we're going to spend a little bit more time on trying to pick it apart. Connor, why don't you lead us off? What do you think – I don't need a score prediction right away, but what do you think is going to be the primary, like, what can we expect from Brighton coming into this game, do you think? I mean, I think this is really interesting because Brighton plays, like, a really possession-heavy game and they can break you down. But, I mean, with a team like Tottenham, thrive against possession-based opponents. Like, if Brighton tries to take the game to them – they could possibly be picked apart um, because that's the, the way that Tottenham scores goals. It's what they do best. Um, but um, I don't know. It's kind of a toss-up because obviously I expected Liverpool to, to go into this game last weekend and win, um, but Brighton really took it to them and was able to pick them apart. So I'm really not sure, um, but it's definitely an interesting matchup. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one. Um, one one worry I have is uh, Brighton has a few injuries. Um, Caicedo is doubtful for the match. He might play. Uh, Mwepu is out. Um, so that concerns me. But on the other side, Spurs missing Kulosevsky, potentially. Um, same with Lucas Mora. Emerson Royale is injured, which actually might help them, given how shocking he is of a defender. Um, but Matt Doherty is not much better. Uh, no. so yeah, I mean, Spurs, I won't deny Spurs are, in, are, are, are playing very well this season. Um, they have a top tier manager. Um, they dropped a few, a few last few matches, um, a nil nil against Frankfurt following the dismal North London Derby, of course. Um, Brighton are playing well. Um, they have a, I don't know if it's an interim or a permanent manager in now, but, uh, they're they're a dangerous attacking side, not just defensively. They're they're playing very well. They're scoring in bunches. Um, I think it'll be a good one. Uh, Brighton will fall off at some point. I still actually do think it's going to be like a, a two two. Two two is a big prediction. Yeah, um, I think both both teams can score in bunches, and I, I Spurs are are. Leaky defensively, and Brighton haven't been, but of course Spurs can put up put up two goals. Yeah, I'm. Who? I'm gonna echo a lot of what Connor said um, about this Tottenham team kind of being poised to to play well against teams that take the game to them. I think that it's easy to look at Tottenham and say they're leaky at defense after we saw. North London Derby where Arsenal took took the game to them very successfully. Um, uh, Despite how good we all know that Brighton are, I would argue that Arsenal's capabilities as far as bringing the game in an offensive setting is a level above theirs. Um, So I do think that Brighton may encounter more snags than we did. Uh, And this is looking like a 2-1 Tottenham win. They had a tough time. At Frankfurt over the week, but they, I think that was gonna is gonna be them shaking off their their derby hangover, and they'll probably get back to winning ways this weekend. 
Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I think, I mean, Spurs could easily win this match. I mean, they, they could bounce back. But you talk about, I mean, you both talk about how they're better against teams that take, that take the game to them. I mean, Arsenal took the game to them and absolutely made them look foolish most of the time. But I know what you're saying. Most of the time it works. I mean, it works except for when it doesn't. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why they're probably like that next, next year, you know, not, not a title contention, but just that next year of probably going to make the top four, but probably nothing more. All right. Well, Connor, if you want to drop us a score prediction, we'll move on to uh, the Sunday match. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham. 2-1 Tottenham. All right. Okay. Moving on to the second half of the of the weekend. We got a few Sunday matches and then a Monday match as well. Exciting. Um, so we're going to kick off the Sunday with the Crystal Palace versus Leeds match. Uh, a big one, I think, for for Leeds, probably. Palace, obviously, uh, coming off kind of a disappointing result. But against a team like Chelsea, you can only expect so much out of yourselves. And I think that they'll be looking to pick up points to get themselves kind of elevated above the the dangerous spot they've been in right now. This is not to say um, – they have not had a difficult start to the season. They've faced some tricky opponents so far in Man City uh, and Newcastle and Chelsea, all pretty strong teams this year. Uh, though I do think the heat is going to be on Leeds since their results have been sliding since that Chelsea match that they performed so impressively in. And I think Palace are the better poised team to pick up the points, and they'll probably win 3-1. Palace will? Palace 3-1. Yeah. Um, Ripped my heart on my chest to predict with Leeds to lose, but it just doesn't look good for them right now. I can't disagree with what you're saying. Um, I mean, what you said about the, the Chelsea match last week, I mean, Palace played well. They, they, they were probably the better side in the match. I mean, Chelsea, I, I, I don't like to say teams get lucky because that's rare because often, you know, you make your own luck. Um, and it's not that Chelsea played poorly, but I think Palace had a lot of chances and they still have a lot of potential, a lot of talent. And I, I just think the results aren't going their way, um, given the performances they've been having. Um, and I think I, I still believe a lot in this in this Palace side. Um, and I, I, I don't think this will be any different. I'm still going to back them again. Leeds are starting to slide. I think they're just starting to come back to earth and show their true colors of where they really belong in the table, especially defensively. So I think a 3-1 makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite that high scoring. Um, I'm going to go with a ugly 1-0 win for Palace. Um, like watching last weekend, Leeds versus Villa, um, I think Leeds isn't going to go down without a fight, and they're going to make this game as – annoying as possible for Palace. Um, and I think Palace is going to be willing to, to do the same. And it's just going to be just an ugly match that Palace would probably score off of a, a corner. Okay. Palace off a corner. That's but Anderson? Center back's been balling. 
Yeah, he has had a really good season. Yeah. Let's go with Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. All righty. West Ham Fulham. On to the match of the weekend. A London derby. Oh, yeah. Match of the weekend. That's what I'm saying. Shut up, Josh. Um, West Ham Fulham is going to be pretty boring, if you ask me. I don't see there being a whole lot of stuff drawing me to this match over the Leeds Palace match because I think both Leeds and Palace play a more exciting brand of football than either of these teams. Uh, Fulham, I know last weekend Mitrovic came off injured. It looks like he's still doubtful for this match. So that definitely casts serious um, suspicions on Fulham's chances of winning the game. Mm -hmm. And I think that West Ham, who had a really shaky start to the season, but seemed to be kind of finding their footing a bit after being Leeds last weekend, or after being Wolves, sorry, not Leeds. And I think they're going to keep it rolling. I bet you they secure this win 2-1. 2-1 West Ham. Um, I'm not going to say much about this. Fulham had a, a difficult loss. It was really their first poor performance of the season. They've looked good almost every other match, really. Um, West Ham finally starting to pick up wins. Uh, we know the talent they have. Um, they, I mean, it's been a tough start to their season, but they're, they look like they're going to come back into it. I still think Fulham is going to get something out of this, though. Um, I think it's going to be a draw. Uh, I don't know, nil nil or 1-1. I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. Already. There you go. Okay. Next is the big one. The reason we've got you on, Connor. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you got to pick the West Ham Fulham match first. Sorry about that. You finish up. Okay. Uh, I'm going – I'll make this really quick. 2-1 West Ham. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> Arsenal-Liverpool. Connor's going to go first this time since he hasn't done that yet. What do you think? I'm not supremely confident as a Liverpool fan coming into this match. (laughs) Um, I think this is the first time in probably like six years Arsenal is a a favorite over Liverpool going into a match. Um, So, I... I think Liverpool can win. It depends on which Liverpool shows up. Um, You saw glimpses in the Champions League this week of the way that Liverpool might set up, which would be a change from how they usually play. Instead of a 4-3-3, it was more of like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-2-4. And I think... The like Liverpool can't play scared. They need to play as intense as they possibly can and harass Arsenal as soon as they lose the ball higher up the pitch. Liverpool's been poor at that all season. Um, usually they're f- pretty far and away the highest team in the league for pressures in the opposition third, and they've kind of just fallen to the like mid table in that stat. And I think to be this Arsenal team, they need to actually show how they can play with that intensity, win the ball back in the final third. And if that's the case, I think Liverpool will win this match. If they don't do that and we kind of let Arsenal play through our midfield, we're screwed. And I think that's pretty apt analysis of the situation. 
Um, I, I really, I'm curious to see a few different, like pretty key matchups on the pitch. Um, I'm very excited to see how Gabriel Jesus gets on with Virgil van Dyke in the center of the pitch. How in the world Trent is going to try and deal with Gabriel Martinelli on the left. Um, I mean, he never does. I think that's looking always like cleaning up for him. Yeah. So actually that's one of the things with the four, two, three, one or four, two, four that they played against Rangers was that Trent actually was sitting further back, um, which was really helped them defensively. Obviously Trent had a great game going forward, but he was also great defensively. Part of that was because Rangers was so poor, but um, I think that formation will keep Trent a little bit further back and, um, kind of just help prevent as many situations that have that have been created this season where the winger gets the ball, sneaks behind Trent, and is just easy easy to cross the ball in or take a shot themselves and teams have been scoring against us. So Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think there's uh there's a lot to this. Uh it's it's nice to 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 have a Liverpool fan not confident going into this one because I've never really had it that way for the last like six years. Almost every match has been a thumping uh, from Liverpool of Arsenal. Um, I think I, I I'm still not overconfident, um, but but I'm absolutely I'm absolutely confident in this team. Uh, it's not a cautious um, optimism as I always have. Uh, had in the past because I think we're actually the favorites to win this game. Um, but again, this we haven't had too many difficult tests last weekend, obviously with one that we certainly passed. Um, but there's going to be a lot to do. Again, there's uh, how Trent's going to deal with with uh, Martinelli, which I'm not sure how well he will, but but see how, seeing how people clean it up. And how which Liverpool will come out because we know the Liverpool – there, there's a Liverpool side that can that can be Premier League champion worthy, um, and they they often do come out at the Emirates and at home against Arsenal. Uh, so, I mean, I think the venue does make a big impact on it, um, but there's going to be a lot for Arsenal to do. I, I I think the big the biggest factor though is the midfield battle, as it usually is in matches. And Arsenal's midfield has just been far and away the better the better one this season. I mean, Xhaka and Party have just been unbelievable, and I've talked about it time and time again. Um, and I know there are injuries for Liverpool, um, but it's also just not been it's not been the the midfield that that they've once had. Salah's not been playing his best. Uh, he hasn't been his best self. Um, Luis Diaz still taking time. Uh, Firmino's been the best player. I mean, he's he's kind of returned, and he al- always obviously has. Um, he's 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 killed us many times before, so he, I'm still worried about him. Um, but Arsenal de- definitely should be favored in this match. Uh, gonna go with a with a two one Arsenal win. So there was my one other matchup that I wanted to kind of highlight was how this new and improved Firmino, a.k.a. the old Firmino, um, how is he going to do 
in the middle of the pitch because he has a big job. He's got getting the ball in behind Jacques and Parte, particularly Parte, who's excellent at holding position, and then beating a pair of center backs who have been quite good for us this year in Saliba and, and Gabriel. Although I do think he's shown capability to do that, and especially plenty of Arsenal fans will tell you Gabriel has has shown the capability to make a mistake or two. Yeah. Um, I just think that how Firmino does in front of goal and, and how he does with the chances that he ends up with, however many there are, is going to decide the match. I think uh, part of that, too, is w- like with that matchup that you're talking about with Firmino and the two center backs is what formation do Liverpool play? If they, I think going into this game, if they play like a 4 2 3 1, you need to have Firmino being the one who drops back further, Jota up top, because Jota has also done really well against Arsenal. Um, obviously, Darwin Nunez needs some confidence, but I think Jota is the better option to play right now. Um, so I think, yeah, if you have Firmino dropping deep, pulling players with him, uh, like on his day, he can find the open man and just break open a team. So um, so one last thing I'm going to say to you guys, and this is a baffling, baffling thing. Just, this is a criticism that many people levied of, of Arsenal last year and years past. I think right now, Arteta knows what his best 11 is. I'm not sure that anybody really knows what 11 Klopp is going to put on the field against against Arsenal this weekend. There are a lot of questions there. Yeah, I agree. And as much as they have done a great job of signing all these like world-class players, and he's just got options on options of guys who could absolutely scorch defenses, it does seem to have hurt the continuity of of the team in a way. And I And I just wonder what role that's played. Um, also three, one Arsenal. Love it. Um, yeah, I mean, originally it was, it was Joe Gomez in there. And I think after the Napoli game, he was benched because he was just so poor. Um, and Trent wasn't benched. He was also shocking that match, but, um, that's because he's so good going forward. Um, questions there. And I mean, there are three potentially world-class strikers at Liverpool to be fair. But none of them are playing. I mean, no, Firmino is playing like it, but um, he's the one we least expected to, being honest. I mean, I was hoping for Firmino to have a season like this going in. I think I've talked about this before, Pat. Even mm-hmm. after signing an 80 million pound striker. Oh, no, Connor, passionate Bobby Firmino. Fan. Yeah, I, he's one of my favorite players, yeah. if not my favorite player. Huge. That's, that's a fair one because he's. Ever since he does it, Connor. Yeah, he's a unique he's striker. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, a false nine. But I got to go with 2-1 Liverpool victory. Okay. I don't think we will be able to keep a clean sheet against Arsenal. Um, but I do think we'll be able to get the job done. Uh, my one fear is that if, like, the last 10 minutes of the game, if we are up 2-1 at that point, I will be very, very scared because Liverpool has not done a good job of seeing out games. But I'm hoping this weekend we'll be able to get the job done. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you think Liverpool are title contenders? I don't think we can be thinking about it right now. 
I think we just need to win games, get points, and I don't know, yeah. maybe after the World Cup, see where we are, and then yeah, like kind of go from there. I mean, if you lose like, this right match, now, you're... what? Right now, no. <laughs> yeah, if you lose this match, you're 14 points back of us. If you win, obviously it's eight, so it's much different. But um, yeah, <laughs> we're we're eight games in. Um, yeah, just wanted to point that out. Okay, now that everyone's given a prediction, <laughs> we, we've chopped this particular fixture all the way to bits. <laughs> Let's roll through the last two and keep this episode a concise listening time for our our very bored listeners. Um, <laughs> the next match is, there's a Sunday 2 p.m.er. This never happens. Um, Everton versus Man United. They both lose. Somehow, I feel like you're going to be right. I would love that. the outcome of this match that I want to see personally. Um, ideally, a one-one draw. Um, you know, I hope all of them play poorly. You know, so that's 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 my my prediction for this this match. I think this game has the makings of a bu- of a bloodbath. In past years, I would have said the quality of United will simply overwhelm Everton. They're just too good. Um, but I think this year, Everton have shown resilience, uh, kind of born out of this, like, we just survived a relegation scrap type toughness that they've acquired that they never had before. And I don't know that a team like United is, is necessarily equipped to handle that. I think they're pretty soft. I think a lot of their players are not really um, – are not really – like gritty enough to handle the kind of fire that everything's going to throw at them in this match. And for that reason, I really have a tough time picking either team to win because I also don't think that Everton are necessarily good enough to really like, you know, coherently beat Man United. So I'm going to say it's going to be a chippy, rough, scrappy 2-2 draw. Well, you took it out of my mouth. I was going to go 2-2. You know what? No. Everton's been defending pretty well. They've been in some low-scoring games. United are due to, to have a, a low-scoring one after that After that 6-3. I'm going to go 1-1. Um, and for pretty much the same reason, I uh, don't have much more to add on to that. Neither are very persuasive teams. Everton's certainly looking uh, looking like they're improving. They, they They're undefeated in what? Uh, six, yeah, six Premier League matches after their really poor start, um, and yeah, I mean we've we've seen guys like Awobi, we've seen guys start to really turn it on, and and they are looking like a decent side. I don't know how far they're actually going to go. Um, and United again got four wins in a row, looked like they were back, then did that against City, um, and I still think they're a Europa League level side, so one one. Yeah, I I don't think Everton has two goals in them, so I I if it's going to be a draw, I think it's got to be one one. <laughs> but hey, it's at Goodison Park, and Everton are definitely going to uh, put up a fight. Um, I I am kind of shocked at where they are this season because I had them getting relegated, and while. I mean, it's still a possibility. Right now, they are playing above my expectations. 
I never thought they'd get relegated. They, they're just too big of a club. I mean, that's that's not true because Leeds and Forest and all them. But like, I'm I, I think they're. Lampard. I think they have too much money for it. I think they're always going to make it out, as much as you may hate them. All right, man. Um, one one thing's guaranteed. That game gonna be a bloodbath. Um, I think that is pretty much a guarantee. I've got, I've, I've got, I've got Connor Cody at least to get a yellow card. Um, somehow I see McGuire finding his way onto the pitch to pick one up as well. Uh, it's not a red, but <laughs> moving on. He'll get, he'll get booked from the bench. One of my teammates stood <laughs> out this year. Oh my god, class. <laughs> Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa will will round out our our weekend predictions. And, boys, we're going to get back together Sunday night to to wrap this all up Mm -hmm. um, and and see how we all did on the predictions thing. But Forest Villa will be our last last fixture to touch on here. Um, I'm going to predict Yawnfest. Neither of these teams has filled me with any emotion at all this year. They've been pretty bleh. Forest look like a team that lack identity, which is not surprising for <laughs> a team that just brought in two whole new teams worth of players. Uh, and Villa look like a team who just can't find their groove. Um, I think this 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 spell certainly should cast doubt on Steven Gerrard's job security. And if... Rodgers doesn't go before him. He's the next. So I'm going to say Forrest will scrap it out 2-1. That's fair. Um, I don't think so because I think Forrest are horrible despite despite all their random talented players around Europe that they spend like $400 on. And they just re-signed their manager to a like three-year contract, and I don't understand what's going on with them. Um, Villa are starting to pick up a little bit of form. Uh, they they had a good result against City after a decent fight against Arsenal, um, beat Southampton, drew Leeds, and I, I still think they're gonna pull one out. And Forest are in big trouble. I I really think so. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, Three one, Villa. Uh, I think I'm go with two nil Villa. Um, they haven't been great since Jared took over, and he's definitely, I'd say, next up on the chopping block behind Brennan Rogers. Um, but I think they'll they'll have enough in this match. They are definitely the more talented squad by a lot. Um, so. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get it done. I want to amend my prediction to a nil-nil draw because I haven't picked a nil-nil draw yet this weekend. And I always try and pick one. You know, uh, there are not that many nil-nil draws, right? It's not that common. Yeah, but this is going to be a nil-nil. Okay. Uh, if there were two teams to do it, I think right now <laughs> it'd be it would be guys. these guys. Bro, I'm more inclined to make it 4-1, though. I don't understand you guys. Forrest can't defend for shit. And Villa can't do anything. Yeah. All right. Come on. 
They're exactly. three on Yeah, they don't have score many goals, man. but like they have the talent for it. Continue the one that again for us. They have the talent for it, but they don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. No one would contest that they have the talent for it. I, I think the reality is it's not happening. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough then. Um, any closing remarks, Josh? Um. Arsenal's winning the league. Liverpool's getting relegated. Just kidding, because that will jinx the game. Um, no, I don't. I have nothing to say. Bobby Firmino's getting a hat trick this weekend, even though I guessed two one. The Bears wear hat trick. You know that's a lie, and <laughs> he's done it before. I mean, he's done it before against Arsenal. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, under Unai Emery at Anfield when it was five one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 somehow I feel like this will be a little bit different. I can't believe you just used the word jinx two days before a game against Liverpool. Okay. That's um, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying not to jinx. Rule number one is you, Okay. Yeah, you're yes. not supposed right. to say right. it. I'm going to end the podcast for this. <laughs> Josh. I'm talking about Connor jinx on us. We'll, we'll chat again soon. We will. Love. We'll chat after after you know what happens. Yep, Sunday night. We'll reconvene, boys. Yep. Bye, Josh. See ya.